0: Will the CIO become the CMO or will the CMO become the CIO?
1: Again, you know, we look at like the paradigms that fell down in 2020, um, the fact that, you know, people were constrained, confined, they can't get out, won't get out, don't want to get out.
0: Uh, Tesla's buying Bitcoin. Everyone goes wild. You're listening to Pardon the Disruption, presented by Acuerdo.io, the digital orchestration agency. This is week six. 21 hottest Austin startups to follow right now in uh, in 21. Yeah, and it's a great topic
1: because, I mean, we don't have South by Southwest this year in a physical sense with all that kind of popping that goes on with that, but um, there's a lot of action underway in Austin. Again, that level of attractiveness around Austin, Texas is profound, and if you look at, like, the, the group of people in that 21, um, it is really, uh, it's diverse. Um, it's diverse in terms of across... Um, You know, like the focus that they're going after, supply chain, energy, um, audience curation, a lot of logistics companies. I mean, if you think about like the challenges that came out of COVID, you know, people pushed into mobility even more so. Not that they weren't there already, but like they are there. And so anything that like takes out friction in the process gets things moving faster velocity wise In fact, as we go down through our lineup today, we'll just see that just played out more and more. So I thought it was really, really powerful. A lot of diversity as well in terms of like where people sit in terms of funding. So you have people that are bootstrapping, some people that are in, you know, early rounds, but very, very interesting.
0: Yeah, I I mean, uh, as as I'm looking through the list right here, I mean, there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of like supply chain and logistics companies to watch for. I think, I think um, what this is telling me is like, there's a trend of like disrupting an industry that... Maybe they haven't, like, digitally adapted in the past, right? Like, we're looking at, you know, um, uh, Sustainment is is a company here. Um, They're an Austin startup uh, hoping to become a a player in the mammoth market of uh, government and business. Then there's uh, Yoda Energy. Then there's uh, the Check app. So we got some fintech. Uh, supply drop so we're seeing a lot of like su- supply ch- chain and logistics on ship shape solutions
1: I think everything almost points to it. Like if you look at the IOT functionality that they talk in there it's about getting you know help to um, A problem that you may be having with your refrigerator or something along those lines. It's all logistics Everything is pointing to how can you get to a service or a product quickly? Um, mobility is at the top and um, efficient use of time. I mean, all these things really speak to that. The fintech, everything.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, uh, yeah. I mean, definitely. Uh, we got, um, you know, there's there's quite a lot to, to look for. I mean, I think yeah, th- this article. I mean, they're trying to they're trying to get to 21, right? Because mm-hmm. it's uh, 21, the, the year of 21. Right. But you know, it's, there might be 22. But you know, I see something in here like pretty disruptive. Like, there's a company here called Stylist, right? So, like, mm-hmm. uh, bringing technology to like hairstyle hairstylists um like an app for for her, like everyone wants to be the uber of the next big thing right they want to be the uber of their industry but like seeing some of these things come to life is pretty interesting yeah and
1: i think stylus is more of like a marketplace you know curating around style and that marketplace componentry so you know again it's about like consumption how do we consume services products how do we get access to it how do we do that on a mobile sense Um all the way across the board everything here is just reinforcing the paradigm shift that was already underway last year but that just got kicked off rock solid
0: oh yeah no i got that completely wrong the 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 clock ticking the the added pressure here uh to get uh to to run through this i felt it yeah you feel it right yeah i did up next text gifting let's go so, uh, text gifting. So, uh, this is this is an article that I uh, I brought up, Frank. It's something that uh, I, that I saw and it caught my attention because, you know, as we're as companies are looking to go more om- omni-channel, they're looking at different ways to engage their customers. Mm. Like text gifting is a uh, it's like the digital way of you know giving gifts to each other. And um, for instance, the the article here was a company called Goody. They raised four million dollars for its mobile app that lets you send gifts via text. So some of the gifts that they're sending are, you know, the, the standard things you would think of like an Amazon gift card, a Starbucks gift card, but you know, also, you know, also uh more elaborate things like you know they show a picture of like someone sending macaroons through i don't know how that actually works i don't know how you like get the macaroon and eat it through a get through a text that requires a different device <laughs> it a different device like a 3d printer for macaroons or something like that that's right right but but uh what do you think about this what uh, what are your thoughts on this uh, on this trend of um i was trying to think of a, a cool word like texting and gifting but i couldn't think of anything yeah um Texting, I don't know. I, you know, I think that like
1: the, this is really brilliant. Um, and it's, and it's kind of like an obvious, it's almost a duh, because again, you know, we look at like the paradigms that fell down in 2020. Um, the fact that, you know, people were constrained, confined, they can't get out, won't get out, don't want to get out. Um, all of those things combined together, like the ability to access and express. And um, there's, there wasn't the feeling last year of like, um, being connected to other people was even more important, and this does that. This builds on all of those things we've been talking about. The mobility side, um, we've been talking about like the ease of use, removing friction. You know what? You know, getting in your car and driving to, you know, um, you know, a local store and picking up a card and maybe some little something, a little gift to give, like that. That's too hard. That's too much friction. Um, and in some respects, to some people, how they may look at it, too much risk. So like this couldn't be more timely. I think this is going to be something that is going to pop.
0: Yeah, no, I I agree. And you know, I think this like this is a this is a team of of nine individuals, like nine, a team of nine. They they launched this app in mid December barely. So Mid December they launched this app. Mm-hmm. They've, they've raised four million. Uh, it's it's kind of a testament to people who are like you either are a digital business or you aren't mm-hmm. It's kind of a testament to that. Like if you, if you're out there watching and you're like, you're thinking of like that next thing you're going to start or thinking of how you're going to exit where you are and looking at like where the opportunities exist, like look at the mundane things like giving sending gifts, like, mm-hmm. like, these, this group of nine people thought about like, how can we make gifting easier through text message? Mm-hmm. And they built an app to do that. Um, I'm not sure the exact specifics of how they get this done, but I mean, they're generating a lot of buzz here uh, with, re- with respect to it. So,
1: yeah, I mean, there's two things to this. I mean, you know, one, there's like an emotional element to what they're doing, just not the cool stuff, but like, you know, gifting is a very powerful thing for the human spirit. But here's the other thing too. Time, I believe is the new currency. And in this right here, this is the ultimate respecting of one's time. So you think about gifting, you gift, and you move forward.
0: Yeah. Well, speaking of moving forward, we're out of time. So the next, the, uh, up next, uh, Elon Musk has a hundred million dollar bounty for uh, carbon removal—not not, uh, not uh, neutral carbon, but like actually removing carbon. That's right. So you know, in, uh, Frank. Uh, what are your thoughts on this? I mean, obviously, Elon Musk—he's—he's uh, he's a force to be reckoned with. Uh, when he tweets something like, uh, for instance, uh, uh Tesla's buying Bitcoin, every, everyone goes wild, right? So, uh,
1: w- w- what's your take on this? Well, he's breaking the pattern again, right? You know, so he's—he's he's got this X Prize Foundation and he's funding it. And if you think about it, like it's—it's it's completely, I mean, it's—it's—it's it's, it's powerful. Like he is literally tying his company to a social cause. But not in a, not in, I mean, everything that he's doing here, like, will play out in the betterment of everything that he's doing. But at the same time, he's backing something that, you know, is right and just. And so it's really, really smart. And we we saw something, too, again, not to harken back to 2020, but it is such a milestone and such a, you know, cutting event, is the fact that, like, where there were at the peak, where there were times where people actually stopped production, where they were polluting in certain parts of the world, the ability for um, the, the earth to, like, snap back quickly in terms of just um, – Reclamation was insanely Fast so like This reclamation project that he has Underway is like Really speaks to that I think it's I think it's huge It's smart and it's just going to fuel Like this outside community Because he's playing a, this is a community play
0: Oh yeah no, know uh, Without question and you know I really like uh, Kind of like the, the The turn to you know uh, I, I think, think there's a phrase like a B Corporation uh, I'm not sure if that's what The Prize is but like where they're basically they're focused on, on social good. They're focused on impact over dollars mm-hmm. first and foremost. That's right. And you know, his attention to this, you know, uh, I know you have your own opinion on global warming and all that. And mm-hmm. climate change, like yeah. definitely is real, but you have your opinion on that as well. Yep. But you know, it's, it's interesting to see like when uh, the clock is actually ticking on us uh, for global warming and climate change. And some scientists are saying like, you know, things are going to get really scary by 2050, et cetera. That's right. Like, uh, you know, time to take action is now i mean fr- from from moon man himself the guy who wants to like put people on mars i think within the next five years i think it was like by 2025 he wants to put people on mars yeah um why is he doing all that because like he, he's he's seeing this bigger picture there's a bigger picture out there you got to kind of read between the lines uh with musk and with others out there to like to really uh, get an understanding of what they think is going on in the world and what they think Mm -hmm. Uh, the future of everything is here
1: yeah this is a smart mitigation method and um i i'm i'd love to see more of these things going on
0: cool well uh up next uh the hybrid workforce is emerging so um here we go start the clock here so frank hybrid workforce like this is uh this is the term i think like you know if if uh you're on mute was the term of 2020 (laughs) i think hybrid workforce is going to be the term of 2021 it was
1: and it's kind of a big duh i mean like i mean i'm not trying to like uh you know talk down the article but of course i mean you know we're you know this this whole concept of going back and the new normal and you know these are these are whatever times put in the the moniker um is played out the reality is is that um people have found a new way to work and they like it um and they're actually you know employers are seeing that their people are actually more productive and um there's there's some lifestyle balancing that has to occur right we said like work from home or do you live at work like that compounding you know where do you sit on that spectrum but um This is, this is really about like what we've done in our recovery X framework and our RX framework for a healthy business is architecting from the inside out. That's really what all of this is. And and I think the impact is huge. Um, It impacts hiring and retention. They talk about that big time in the article. So like, there's now like a viewpoint as to like who you can bring on board. Um, The impact on like your office configuration, what does that even look like? And how is it purposed, you know, to get the best out of a working day and when you come in? Um, and then I think it's all about like how you kit out your, your people to be the best they can be like whatever their mission is. So uh, it, it makes sense. And I think it's really good. I think that the hybrid workforce is emerging. I don't think it's emerging. I think it's here.
0: Oh, no, I, I completely agree. I mean, uh, you know, uh, you know, speaking of like hybrid workforce, like here in a co-working facility, like, you know, co-working facilities have not bounced back uh, to the slightest. I, no. I saw another article that said WeWork is actually surprisingly doing good, mm-hmm. apparently, um, after they've had a lot of mishaps even before uh, COVID. That's but, right. you know, uh, it'll be interesting, like, do you think it creates a level of friction like when we're, you know, hybrid, like a day in the office versus a day at home and like mixing that? Like obviously like we, we'll be able to track like, hey, guess what? You were actually less productive in the office, go figure, than you were when you were working from home. Like I, I think that'll be like a clear that's my hypothesis, my thesis, like that'll be a clear thing. But there's also like the cultural aspect of like yeah, what but but you were less productive but you you grew relationships, you built rapport more. Mm-hmm. You did other you did other things, you did other areas, you built culture. That's right. Right. So I think, I think that needs to be taken into account. So the thing I would think with ho- hybrid workforce is I don't want to see people like leaders going in there and saying, well, guess what? You were less productive at work. So uh, we want you to just stay home from now on. Like, I don't, I don't want to see people like analyze the data too much because I think I think we, 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 we tend to overanalyze data and w- we tend to like make it gospel instead of, you know, what it is.
1: Yeah, this is a journey and it's an experience. Like this is something that is going to find its equilibrium. Um over time. But I think that it's also gonna cause people to think. And that's a good thing.
0: Yes. Oh yes. So uh up next, uh one billion AI minutes. Let's talk about this. So uh DialPad recently just came out with their uh Report that they have already assessed one billion AI minutes. Mm-hmm. So Dialpad is a is a UC provider. They're their UCAS provider. One of our one of our partners. But um, besides that, besides that fact, it's interesting that we've already come to a place of one billion AI minutes. Uh, and w- what that really means is that they have. They have consumed over a billion minutes where they've actually broken down uh, word by word every phrase that was spoken on those calls. That's right. And transcribed them and done something, done some sort of, applied some sort of automation to it.
1: That's right. Or analytic, right? You yeah. know, so like there's the, the performance support aspects of, hey, I'm going to shoot a card up to you that says, hey, you're saying um too many times or... Um, this person is talking about this particular problem, and here's a card that ha- allows you to, to kind of, like, dissect that and help them with that problem. <clears throat> so I think that, like, that is hugely powerful. Like, what they're doing around performance support, in-the-moment support, and the analytics side um, is huge. And it's actually, when you think about the $1 billion, I don't even really know how to unpack that. I don't know, like, if that's X amount of users, X amount of time. Like, there's some sort of formula that breaks down, that gets you thinking, like, you know, 500,000 people experienced this or there were 500,000 conversations that were analyzed. But here's, here's the key is that we spend so much time in customer experience and digital experience, getting people to be engaged, right? Like there's this whole customer journey, acquisition, activation, now you're top of funnel, what's happening around engagement. And then, and then there's this time when engagement occurs and like, we call that the space in between. Now here's this space in between. we got everybody to the dance are you going to dance? What are you going to talk about? And what's really cool about this is that, like, with this AI technology, we can give people tools at that point of intersection. And this is, I think, like, very promising. You know, it's, it's way more than, uh, you know, we recorded this and we broke down the words 10 times more.
0: Oh, yeah, without a doubt. Um, you know, uh, r- raise your hand if your company records your calls, right? Like, yeah, every every company is probably doing that. Like, that is almost table stakes at, at this point. Who cares? Who cares? But t- t- uh, point to me the individual in the company that's going back and listening to all those call recordings, because I, I, I promise you you're, you're going to find that no one's raising their hand. Like, oh, yeah, I listen to 100% of our, our calls. Maybe in a
1: call center, like samples, right?
0: Yeah, samples, yeah, uh, small samples. But, you know, that's that's a lot of time to consume. So being able to like have it uh, in in an AI fashion to be able to just Google search. Like if you're a restaurant, hey, how many times did somebody request vegan options? Oh, a thousand times. That's right. Oh, we still don't have one. Well, we just lost a thousand customers potentially forever. Right. So, you know, it it does matter. Like this is that space in between. That you were talking about like previously the space in between has just been like this free for all like it's a lost space who like, knew what happened who knows what happens uh we we hope for the best we hope for the best that's and all hope, we could hope not
1: being a strategy
0: yes uh and last but not least uh, uh will cmos chief marketing officers own the contact center so I have my take on this, and then I'll pass it to you, Frank. I mean, we've been seeing this trend. Uh, we talked about it on the show a couple of times already, like MarTech, marketing and tech, the collusion, the, the colliding of these forces. It's one to be reckoned with. It's one that you can't stop. Uh, you know, we talked about it on, on our podcast. Uh, you know, fr- Fridays, the restaurant group no longer has a CIO. They no longer have a chief marketing officer. They have a CXL, a chief experience officer,
1: right? yeah uh, well i mean i think first of all you're right like this is nothing new this is this is not news but it's it's restructured in the fact that like maybe should cmos be in charge of that i mean typically they don't have like the background or experience typically but um, it depends upon the organization you're in that person's you know background and and their experience but but it it makes sense like cmos have been influencing technology for a while and there's this collision it's almost title collision like what CIO, is the CIO leaning towards becoming the CXO? We've seen that with people that, that we've interviewed and that we've talked about and where their, their role has changed. CMOs becoming more technically competent. I think, I think this strip away titles for a second. This is, this is what is probably like what the universe is screaming at us right now through this article. And that is, if you're going to buy technology, right? That's part of customer experience and digital experience. You've got to know your customer right? Not, not, not so much know your markets. Like nobody in the history of mankind has ever sold to a market. You know, a company has never ever bought anything from anybody. People buy things from people, pure and simple, right? And so the people inside your organization who understand the people that you're buying from, right? And what that experience should be should be heavily influencing or dictating the technology that you're bringing on board, plain and simple, whether that person grew up as an IT nerd, um, not all IT people are nerds, by the way, but but you know that they come from that, you know, ilk, right, or the creative marketer, see all these nice little stereotypes popping in there. It's just do you have a mind for technology? And do you have a heart for the customer?
0: Oh without a doubt. Uh, the, the the question will unfold itself, right? Uh, will the CIO become the CMO or will the CMO become the CIO? Right? I <laughs> know. Like, right uh, they're they're going to duke it out. They are. But but I think it is very interesting. Like, I, I I think, you know, if um, you know, the, stereotypically, right? Like the CIO is responsible for the digital transformation efforts. Right. The CMO is responsible for like essentially the voice of the customer, like they're marketing to the customer. They should know what the customer needs to some extent what they want how they respond to some degree how they engage so it makes perfect sense to me that the cmo w- will ultimately own the contact center mm-hmm. but i think in, in that for that to happen that cmo is going to have to own a heck of a lot more than the contact center and they're going to have
1: to have their own evolution right they're going to have to have their own like um core competency evolution around that topic better.
0: oh with, without without a doubt um guys uh that is the show Hey, what's up? Kyle here. Thank you for listening. Hope you enjoyed the show. Please do me a favor. Hit that subscribe button right now on whatever platform you're using. And share this with at least one person. Just share this with one friend. That would mean the world to us. And if you haven't heard already, we are building a community for digital experience enthusiasts. If you're interested in this, text the word DISRUPTION to 512-790-7226. That's 512-790-7226. Send us a message. We'll respond to you right away. We'll be chatting directly with Frank and Kyle. Or you could always just send the word HEY. That works too. See you next week.